everybody welcome back to the untitled jeff buck podcast i'm your host jeff buck and today it's a 12 questions version of the podcast this time it's with eric jones of joe gibbs racing uh quick word about this podcast this was recorded at talladega and i'd mentioned that because there's a reference in this interview to uh, eric not having clashed with anybody for a while and he was being happy about that but then of course at kansas speedway this last weekend uh, he and Clint Boyer, well, Clint Boyer yelled at him. I don't know if Eric did any yelling. I think it was more uh, Clint Boyer was being mad about some blocking going on. But you might hear that and go, wait a minute. I thought they just got into it. And on the podcast here, he's saying he hasn't got into it. Well, that's because it was recorded at Talladega. Another note is uh, he mentions his girlfriend in this piece. And in case you don't follow him on social media, uh, that is Holly Shelton, the dirt racer, very talented driver of sprints and midgets. And um, I realized after the podcast, we talked about her without actually mentioning her by name. So I just wanted you to be clear on that when you heard that part. Anyway, let's jump right into what Eric Jones had to say on this week's 12 questions. All right, everybody, I'm here with Eric Jones. And uh, Eric, the first question is, are you an iPhone person or an Android person and why? Um, well, I'm an iPhone now. Been that way for probably... <clears throat> Probably eight years now. I, oh, I had, wow. I, yeah, I had an Android when they first came out, and then um, I switched to iPhone right after. Just, I don't know. Then it was better. I don't know if they're better or not now. I've just stuck with it ever since. Yeah. Did you know up to this point, and we're getting, you know, close, not not halfway, but we have had no Android people all year. 100% <laughs> Apple. So. From any, every, how many drivers has that been now? Uh, oh, gosh. This is probably the six. no, I guess not 16th. Probably 12, 12 interviews all or something. iPhones? Yeah trying to think of who would have an android do you have an android no oh, yeah. come on nerds <laughs> no. First one's a nerd. yeah yeah he's got one uh if a fan meets you in the garage um they might only have like a brief moment with you like you're walking somewhere or something so between um an autograph a selfie or just like saying a comment to you what do you think is the best way for them to use that brief moment um you know if i remember when i was when I was a fan, and I'm mean, still a fan, but when I would go and try to get autographs, I would always just try to say something to a driver, whether it was good luck or nice job on this race or that race. I think that means more than any autograph or picture you're going to take, just even coming up and a pat on the back. Some people might not like that drivers, but I don't mind. But uh, just saying, hey, good job or good luck, I think you remember that more than any time you can give out an autograph. You know, you kind of get into a, a mode when you're giving out autographs where you're not even sometimes looking at who you're giving them to. and and you don't really remember that interaction. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, when someone pulls a jerk move on the road, does that feeling compare at all to what it's like when someone pulls a jerk move on the track? Yeah, for me, yeah, it probably does. I mean, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know, I'm not a very aggressive driver on the road, but, uh, yeah, it feels really similar. I don't, it's funny to me how bad people road rage on the road because it's not frustrating for me because during the weekends obviously the road rage is 10 times higher than anything you'll ever experience on the street uh so it's always kind of funny to me to see people get angry about it and i uh i just got flipped off last monday really on the road yeah i uh <laughs> this guy was talking on his phone and he was just in the way and i was i wasn't really tailgating him i would i wouldn't say but he looked up in the mirror and i guess he saw i was just behind him and so i went 
passed him on the right, and I just looked over, and him and his girlfriend were flipping me off. So that was <laughs> the <laughs> girlfriend too. Oh yeah, both of them. Yeah, wow. it was combined effort. It was wow. It was, yeah, it was what a team they are. I've never <laughs> had a team effort like that. No. <laughs> um, has there ever been a time when you've had a sketchy situation with your safety equipment? Uh, probably a couple. Um, I had to get in a car once in NASCAR. I'm not going to say what car it was. I don't want to get in trouble for this, but I had to get in a car and I put the lap belts on and it was a last minute deal. And it's like the lap belts didn't fit. And I was like, man, I, I don't know what to do. Like we didn't have time to change them. They weren't adjustable. They were sewn belts. So I, I took and I just wrapped them up and then put them together when I finally got them tight, like by wrapping them like a rope. And so I pretty much had like a rope around each side of my hips which i don't know what would have happened if i crashed but uh yeah that's probably the probably the weirdest situation something like you shouldn't have done safety wise but other than that i've i've been pretty good i feel like safety wise i did, usually focus on it pretty good did you were you thinking about that once you started driving like there was that in the back of your mind like oh uh yeah a little bit i mean it was you think about it at first but once you get racing you kind of you zone in lock in and you, you don't think about it but I noticed it later in the race because it was uncomfortable. I mean, you kind of had like, you know, basically it was a rope around your waist, so it's not the most comfortable thing. Yeah, wow. Uh, if your crew chief put a super secret illegal part on your car that made it way faster, would you want to know about it? Yeah, uh, I would want to know. I mean, that way if at least you get busted after the race. I would be upset if we got busted for something I had no idea we were doing on uh, on a, well, now on a Sunday after the race. But uh yeah, that's that's why. I mean, I would just be frustrated if it's like, well, why didn't you tell me about this? I mean, you could at least told me, and then I wouldn't have been upset if yeah. we got busted after the race. But if we win a race, and then we get caught with something legal, and I didn't know, it'd be frustrating. Right, right. Because so. you'd have no, you'd be blindsided. Yeah. You'd be thinking you're you're celebrating this big win, and you had no thoughts. But at least if you knew in the back of your mind after the race, you're like, well, yeah, you're maybe, like, I hope they don't find this. Eh, it might not work out. Yeah. So that's why I don't want to know. That's very good logic. Honestly, that's one of the best, the better logical answers this year. So I, that's, that's good. That's good. I'll take that. Um, what is a food you would not recommend eating right before a race? And are you speaking from personal experience with this recommendation? Uh, Skyline chili. Oh, okay. Not personal experience, but I know someone uh, that, that ate it before race it was really, really hot, and they had a couple bowls of Skyline chili, and it uh, it didn't go well for them. They, uh, they finished the race, but it doesn't sound like it was a very pleasant one. This must have been like a Kentucky race or something, I'm guessing? It was a late model race. Oh, late model. Uh, okay. Yeah, oh. yeah, years ago, and it was in Nashville oh, okay. at the fairgrounds, so it was hot. It was uh -huh. like a July or September or July or August race, and, yeah, it was, yeah. That's I'll stay unfortunate. That. I yeah. usually just eat chicken. <laughs> Smart move. Uh Eric, is there life in outer space, and if so, do they race? Uh, yeah, I think there's. I think there's life somewhere. Uh, I mean, the universe is too big, I think, to not have something out there, and there's so much we haven't been to. Um, but do they race? I don't know. I mean, it's hard. You want to. Th you think of life out there, and you want You can only think of your own logic, right? As human logic and how we think. You don't. You wouldn't know how they think and. If you're thinking like us, I think they'd race. You know, everybody races, whether it's cars or on foot or anything. It's, everything becomes a race if you want it to be. So I'd have to imagine that they do race in some form, whether it's cars or anything they've got out there. I, I, I hope you're right. I hope you're yeah. right. Yeah, why not, right? Um, <clears throat> what do drivers talk about when they're standing around at driver intros before a race? You know, I, I, I don't really talk. Really? Drive. No, not right. really. I mean, I'll go up and see a couple of my buddies up there, but for the most part, I just uh, – 
I don't really like making small talk, and most people that know me know that. So I don't, uh, I don't know, I just don't enjoy going up there and being like, what's up, man? How's your week been? What have you been up to? Like, yeah. Trying to go race. I mean, it's, you know, I always tell people, it's like, I'm at work. Like, I'm here, I'm, I'm working. I mean, it's fun. I love to race, but take it pretty serious. I, I've never been one to make small talk, but uh, when we do, it's usually, if I'm doing it, it's about the car. It's one of my buddies we're talking about next week. Maybe we can get together, grab dinner, or go golfing, or get out of the lake or something. So pretty small talk. So are you like, is it like the equivalent of, because I'm kind of picturing, like when I get on an airplane, I really do not want people to talk to me. I'm and the that, same way. If people start, I'll kind of be like, yeah, uh-huh, that's right. And then I'll yeah. just kind of put my head down. So like if, if you are at driver inches and somebody comes up and tries to take up a conversation, are you just kind of like, yep, yep, you know, like. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. I kind of, I'll go with it. I mean, if, uh. If it's someone I like, I'll talk to them. But I yeah. mean, there's some guys I don't like, so I'm not gonna like strike up a fake conversation with them just to be cordial, I guess. But right. uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I get on an airplane, I just put I'm headphones on right away. Yeah. Like hopefully I'm the first one in the row. I just throw the headphones on and be done with it. For That's the day. it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, Eric, what makes you happy right now? Um, you know, right now, probably uh, my dog. Um, he makes me happy. My girlfriend makes me happy right now. Um, those two things are, are good for me, I think. Uh, Oscar's been a really good addition since last, well, two two years ago now almost, and uh, I've just enjoyed having him around, and especially at the track. I mean, sometimes, you know, you get uh, a lot of weekends. I'm by myself here, so it's nice to go back to the bus at the end of the day and and just see, uh, see someone who doesn't care what happened during the day. They're just happy to see you, right? So that's always kind of nice for me. And your girlfriend's kind of a badass. Yeah, she's a good race car driver. She is. She's uh, she's not here this weekend. She's actually racing in California, uh, in the outlaw cart stuff. So that's uh, that's pretty cool. And and uh, it's been nice to have her around and have someone that kind of understands the the racing world, you know, and and what goes on. And if you have a bad day, they know how to handle that because she's been in that situation. And and um, it makes things a little bit easier. Do you ever get to watch her? race like do you get yeah get to go to races? Yeah. Uh, i haven't actually been to one i've watched her online i'm oh, watch right. she's actually racing tonight and uh i'll stream it on my phone here after qualifying so that's kind of cool and um hopefully i get the chance to see her in uh, indy when she's going to do hopefully the midget race there oh nice that's, that's cool um let's say a sponsor comes to you and says they're going to fully fund the rest of your racing career but there's one condition you have to wear a clown nose and an 80s rocker wig in every interview you do for the rest of your career just in the interview just during the interview, yep. So, like, right now? or uh, I guess, you know, anytime like it would be TV. on TV, TV interview. Yeah, you've got to have that clown nose mm-hmm. on. You've got to have the 80 rocker, 80s rocker wig on. Uh, but they're going to fund you. So you never have to worry about sponsorship again. Man. I mean, I could walk around and be normal. Yeah, I guess I'd do it. I mean, it's only, a TV interview is, what, 45 seconds? Yeah. yeah. I'd put it on for 45 seconds a couple times a weekend if that's what it took. I mean, I guess uh, you're probably going against some kind of moral standard in a way in, in some people's minds but yeah I'd, I'd do it why not okay um so this is the 10th year of the 12 questions and i've never repeated a question until now so if you pick a number between one and a hundred i'm going to try to pull up a random question from the past and okay. then you can answer that how about 69 69 you know this is the second straight interview that somebody's picked 69 really uh, <laughs> yes. You want me to pick a different number? No, no. That's I don't want to do the same question again. I, I, I was going to make a different question. Anyway. Oh, okay. I, I'm you actually, just got, you even though up. I had a good intention to like assign yeah, yeah, every each question, one. and now I've just been just pulling random crap out of my brain. Yeah. yeah, so that make it, makes the interviews better, anyways. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so let's see. This one is 
Um, this is something you've answered before in 2015, oh, okay. so I want to compare your answer now. Um, what is your preferred method of dealing with an angry driver after a race? Mm. Yeah, I feel like my answer is probably going to be pretty close. Um, for the most part, if they're mad at me, um, I'll shoot them. Uh, I'll try to shoot them a call if I can. Uh, but for the most part, it's not going to make things a lot better. Uh, if I can see them after the race, I will. Uh, I haven't made anyone mad in a long time, which has been nice. I, there's been a lot of people that made me mad. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, if I can get a hold of them quickly, I can. I mean, I've had guys call me right after the race, and it's like, honestly, I don't want to talk to you right now. Hmm. Uh, so I'll wait a couple days and try to get a hold of them. But um, a lot of times it doesn't seem like it's going to help. But if they want to talk, I'll talk. Yeah. Well, back I say then? four years ago, you said um, – basically like you were talking about it, it would be nice to call uh you you had just had an incident with ryan blaney i guess this is truck racing at the time mm-hmm. and you said you guys had talked about it um and you respected him for that but so yeah i mean but probably over the years you've realized it maybe it doesn't make a difference much, <laughs> yeah, well so. yeah so that was pretty early in my career yeah. still and then i i guess i don't know now i've kind of realized it's like man I, <laughs> i've done it you talk to him and then they just they they kind of yell at you for a minute on the phone it's like well i don't know if you feel better or not i mean they're <laughs> yeah. still gonna be mad at you next week when we go racing and you're not gonna get raced very good so and then i've had some more incidents with guys and they don't ever call me so it's kind of like now i don't know you just kind of you move on to racing you race so much in the cup level it's like you can't you can't pick every battle each week to go out and try to fix yeah so uh this is sort of a theme here but the, the person uh that was the last interview who also picked 69 was tyler reddick who okay. we just watched in the xfinity race moments ago yeah so um and he actually wants to talk about 2015 mm-hmm. uh when he was running against you for the truck title his question was um so it, that year you had you were really fast trucks yep. and you had like sort of a dominant season in the end but you didn't win until june of that mm-hmm. year so he wanted to know what uh, clicked for you that season, or what did you have to find in f- within yourself to finally win that season? And then how did you, um, how were you able to keep that up and go to the championship? Well, that year was, um, it was odd. I mean, we had really good trucks all year, really, up until from the start of Daytona until the end of Homestead. And, and for me, it was, it was like, man, things just wouldn't really come together. It was one of the hardest years I had in terms of having a lot of speed and not being able to put the whole race together. We came really close that was year casey kane just beat us at charlotte um there was time kansas we ran out of fuel leading we led the whole race with two or three to go there's a lot of races at the start of the year where it's like we were just missing out uh and then we got into a situation where it's like uh, i felt like i started pushing too hard and, and making mistakes get myself in trouble uh, and actually sat down with kyle and talked to him about it i'm like you know we have really fast trucks and this and that how what, what do i need to do and he said you just need to think now forward that you need to just top 10 at every week and if you can top 10 these races every week not only are you going to win some along the way but you're going to win the championship hmm. and i'm like well that's that's probably right so uh we just switched it around we switched our mentality i did even rudy did my crew chief a little bit at the time and uh, went into the races with more of just say hey, let's top 10 and let's stop getting in this mode where we know we're fast quit trying to go out and just lead every lap and dominate the races if we can win and those days are allowing that to happen then let them come to you. But if it's a day where you need to run sixth and things aren't going your way and take that sixth. And that's what we weren't doing at the start of the year. So that's what turned around for me. And the wins came with that. And even at some places where I wouldn't have thought we would have won at, but uh, you know, it just kind of worked out from that point forward. Hmm, That's really interesting. Well, thank you for joining me. You had some great answers. So I appreciate it. Of course. Thank you.
All right, everybody, there you have it. Eric Jones on the 12 questions. And uh, I feel like Eric Jones has a underrated personality there because everybody just feels like he's kind of quiet and doesn't have a whole lot to say or something, or he, he can come across that way. But he's actually sneaky, funny, and has uh, some interesting thoughts. So uh, I enjoyed doing that interview, and hopefully you've enjoyed the 12 questions. I feel like they've been on a, a fun streak lately. So, uh, yeah, it feels like it's – I'm enjoying the questions so far this year. Hopefully they don't get too old. Sometimes toward the end of the season, I'm kind of like, oh, boy, uh, you know, I'm asking the same questions over and over again, you know, but uh, so far it's been fun. Had a, had some good personalities lately. Coming up on the next edition of the Untitled Jeff Gluck podcast, it's going to be one of the Driven Life series. This one's with Ryan Priest, and it's about believing in yourself and betting on yourself, uh, which is what he did and is how he got to where he is now. So uh, wanted to talk to him about that. And speaking of the Driven Life series, if you did not listen to the last episode with Sherry Pollux, I highly recommend you do. Probably one of my favorite episodes uh, of the podcast I've ever had. And uh, she is able to share a great outlook on life. So I hope you'll take the chance to listen to that if you haven't already. Anyway, thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much as always for listening. I really appreciate you. And I will talk to you next time on the Untitled Jeff Gluck Podcast.